Hello everyone, my name is David Smith and this is the Armchair Commentary. On this week's episode, Fight Night Phil is back to break down UFC 266. If you're not already subscribed, please hit that sub button. You know the drill with the socials, I appreciate each and every one of you for sticking with me through this. Without further ado, UFC 266. Back again with another episode, and I'm so pleased to be joined once again after a brief hiatus, Fight Night Phil back in uh, the virtual building. Welcome back, Phil. Hey, Dave. Thanks for having me back. How's it going, buddy? Uh, It's going pretty well. Phil, you are in uh, the Armchair Commentary Fantasy Football League. Um, How is your season going? Because it's probably better than mine. Well... Shockingly, I won this week. They had me down to like a 3% chance to win, according to the percentages that it does on the sleeper app. Yeah. And somehow I ended up beating AJ. Aaron Jones? Uh, no, uh, AJ Barea. No, no. A- Aaron, did you have Aaron Jones? Oh, no, no, no. So he scored four touchdowns, so that would do it. I wish. No, I wish I had Aaron Jones, but I'm off to a 2-0 and start. Well, look at you. You're in 2 0 star. We got a few people in. Uh, later on, I think next week, I'll probably give an update on where everybody is in the armchair league uh, and probably talk some fantasy football. But this week uh, is a pay per view. We have a UFC 266. 266. Um, so, as per usual, um, Phil is back with some preview rundown of the main card. Uh, I and, need to redeem myself from last month. <laughs> we had a rough, <laughs> a rough last month, uh, but that's okay because we're back here. Not everybody's perfect again, uh, but here we are. So I uh, said it took me to a 10 and five over the past three. Yeah, which is still pretty great. So, but uh, yeah, first bout on the main card is uh, Jessica Andrade versus Cynthia Calvillo. They have um, Calvillo as the underdog here. Uh, nine, two, and one. She's not surprised. Uh, and honestly, uh, it looks like uh, Andrade is the, the more. Andrade could knock out half the men's flyweight division. <laughs> she does have an average knockdown average of 0.23 per 15 minutes. <laughs> and most of her. Uh, significant strikes are uh, landed. She's six, 6.15 landed per minute. Um, where are you on this fight? What do you think about uh, where? Andrade, she's coming off a loss to Shevchenko, who's fighting in the co-main event. I believe that this fight will determine the number one contender for the winner of the Shevchenko fight. Okay. Um, I see I hear odds are hugely in the favor of Andrade. Uh, I have my bets in over on DraftKings Sportsbook. I have Andrade, who is a 265 favorite, and that was my safe play of this uh, pay-per-view. Yeah, I think that that's probably where uh, most people should go. I don't know if you want to go upset in the first fight, although you never know what could happen. Uh, This seems to be a pretty um, heavily, easily favored uh, over to Andrade. Um, coming up to our heavyweight belt, our second fight of the main card. This is an intriguing fight. So, where do you come down, Curtis Blaze and Yargino Rosentruck? 
Rosenstrick. Yeah, Rosenstrick. There we go. See, look, learning my names. <laughs> Trick is the uh, underdog here. Blades the favorite. What are you thinking about this? Battle? So Blades, <laughs> up until he ran into the Black Beast, Derek Lewis, he was on a six-fight win streak. He's coming in here. This is another one of those. He's coming in looking for revenge because he's coming off a loss. Um, I mean, I mean, lose to Derek Lewis. There's, I mean, there's no disrespect in that. That dude's a fucking tank. Who's got Rosenstrick? Who's coming in? He was primarily a kickboxer um, before switching to mixed martial arts. And like you said, the odds. This is a huge like spread difference. I'm shocked. Yeah, I see him at anywhere from three fifty favorite down to a, a three hundred favorite. Wow, uh, I t- I took Curtis Blades winning with at a three thirty five favorite on the draft lines. Yeah. It's not who I want to win, but I have my my money. I I have to go with my gut. Uh, Curtis Blades. Is another yeah. Yeah, I've got Curtis Blades winning a close. I don't. This could be a banger. I mean, so, Rosenstrick's the kickboxer. Blades is known for knocking people out. But Rosenstrick's his KO TKO is ninety two percent of his fights. I mean, he's twelve and two. Uh, and it doesn't look like and that's that kickboxing coming into work. He's got them long legs for a heavyweight. If uh, if I'm making my pick, this might be my upset um, only because uh, I, I can see a straight. I, or a stay I couldn't argue with you. It's a toss up. I mean, I put my money on blades, but I want to see Rosenstrick. Yeah, this is going to be uh, I think this might be. Uh, per the last few pay-per-views, the first two to three fights have been the best fights of the night. And oh, by far, I think that this could be a potential. I said this is going to be the banger of the night right here. Yeah. Um, card number three is uh, well, I don't want to say it's interesting. Robbie Lawler is the favorite here, but Nick Diaz back in the ring. The return of Diaz, six years on layoff. I just watched the embedded episode, and he goes, they asked him, is there anything you missed about fight night? He said, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> He's just sitting there doing all the basic corporate stuff, you know. But, yeah, dude, six years is a long layoff. He's 38 years old now. Yeah, I feel like this. Robbie Lawler, also 38 years old, though. But he's been active. It's Robbie Lawler's fight to lose, though, right? Like, yeah. When I first, they have, yeah, Lawler as the favorite, slight favorite. It's almost it's a, a pick them line. It's a yeah. almost a pick them line at this point. Um, I don't know, Lawler. He's been more active, but I feel like he's been losing. I'm, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, he's losing more than he's winning. It's on a three, three fight skid right now. Yeah, um, I believe the last time these dudes fought back in two thousand thirteen or fourteen, 
Oh my god! I might even. Oh no, it was back in two thousand four. The last time these two fought, and Diaz knocked him out in round two. Yeah. Um. That's a long time. That's a lot of let. That's a lot of fighting though. This is one of my two upset, according to Vegas odd picks. I went with Nick Diaz. All right. I think that's fair. I wonder um, if the layoff has any rust, but you never know. I mean, look, if you if you look at the way that people come into these fights, Robbie Lawler comes into this fight thinking he's fighting someone who's been laid off for a long time. Diaz could certainly come. He's fighting for his job. Yeah. So it, it could easily come down to Diaz making a. You don't go on a four four fight losing streak and keep your job with the UFC. No, he's sitting at fifteen right now. I'd say he's pretty close to uh, on his way out. So, um, our second last fight of this card, uh, the, the crazy well, Vegas odds. Yeah, <laughs> uh, this is the woman's flyweight flyweight title bout. Uh, Valentina Shevchenko versus Lauren Murphy. Uh, Lauren Murphy is a 750 underdog. Shevchenko is a 1250 favorite. The spread isn't huge, but it's like. FanDuel has her at a 2000 favorite. That's insane. Yeah. DraftKings has her at a 1500. That's what the odds were when I bet she was at a 1500 uh, favorite. Um, do you think she watched the floor with her then? Like, do you, like everybody is so heavily. I always worry, like not from just a like from a betting standpoint, when someone is that heavily favored, it's going to be one of two outcomes. It's either going to shock the world, or it's going to go exactly as planned, and you don't know when that day is going to come. And I wonder if well, Murphy hasn't lost since 2018. Right. It's not like she's. It's not. She's not a scrub. She's also she, got the weight. But but also, if you look at her fights, she's more of a decision, grind it out. Um, yeah, she's just a... She's really tough. She could take a beating. Yeah. But smart money agrees with Vegas. Yeah. I think you have to go Shevchenko here, but not... Uh, this is a five-round title fight. We'll be lucky to get out of two rounds. Yeah. I'm uh, if you're if you've got a couple of bucks that you don't mind losing, it wouldn't hurt you to put it on uh, Murphy. Just oh for- no, I'm gonna put a side bet, uh, just a single, and I'm gonna bet five bucks on Murphy uh, in, on the side. In just, Canada, I mean, they recently, yeah, it'd be stupid not to. It'd be silly in Canada, not they to recently because- approved single game betting and prop betting here for uh, our entire country, so. If you're in Canada listening to this, uh, I would be looking at what the props are because if there is any prop that says this goes three, four, or goes the distance, what, how many rounds? Yeah, yeah, I would consider that over um, the decision because I think the decision is likely going to go Shevchenko's way. I'm still going to throw five dollars on the money line. Yeah, I can't at those odds. I mean. It's a, it's a lot of odds. If they're giving a lot away here, and there's usually a reason for it. Vegas usually does this for a reason. Let me see. I'm going to go on here right now. I'm going to see what they give me on that fight. It was winner right here. I'm going to look at that so everybody knows. Um, 
Shevchenko is pretty. Um, so they have Murphy at an eight fifty underdog. I put five dollars in it. Pays out forty seven bucks. Yeah, that's not a bad little. But I only have three dollars on my account right now because I cashed out a bet. So I just placed that bet. That still yeah. pays me a twenty five dollar profit if that hits. I mean, three bucks to potentially walk away with twenty five hundred or twenty five dollars on the upset. I'll do it. Yeah. But on my on my sick or my main card prop line, I had to go Shevchenko. Uh, Shevchenko. Yeah, Shevchenko is pretty balanced. She will. She has thirty two percent sub rate, thirty two percent decision, and thirty six percent. So she can do it all. Yeah, she's like almost even. Like yeah, she's the, like completely across the, the complete fighter. She's a complete. Yeah. She could do just about anything. Um, and her sister, her sister, sorry, UFC as well. Oh yeah, they their family. They come from a that a fighting family. Her sister not so good as she is, but not bad. Yeah, the final fight of the night, the main card: Alexander Volkanovsky, Brian Ortega. Um, Volkanovsky is the favorite here. Uh, where do you come down on this uh, bout? So this is another toss-up kind of fight. I feel like Volkanovski didn't win his last fight against Max Holloway. Right. Kind of gifted that decision. I get it. Max didn't beat the champ. You know what I mean? Didn't knock him out and went to the decision. And 90% of the time, the champ's going to win a decision. I get the politics behind it. Of course. But And then you've got Ortega coming in. Who... He's beat uh, Chan Sung Jung, the Korean zombie, I believe, Frankie Edgar. He lost to Max Holloway back in 2018. This is his only loss. Um, but with the Vegas odds and who I want to win, this was my second, according to the odds, underdog um, pick of the night. I went with Ortega on the money line. Yeah, I'm kind of leaning Ortega myself. Um, they're both pretty solid fighters. I like, um, it's really funny. Volkanovsky's got longer reach. They're exciting fighters to watch. Yeah. Uh, you say Volkanovsky has a longer reach? Yeah. 71 inch reach, but he's shorter. So he's all. Wow. Um, so to recap, Andrage Calvillo, you went Andrage. Yes, sir. I have Andrade. Jessica Andrade. Blades, Rosenstruck. You've got Blades. Curtis Blades. Diaz Lawler. You've got Diaz. Yes, sir. Shevchenko Murphy. You've got Shevchenko. Shevchenko. And then I put on that side bet. Yes. If you want to put a dollar or two, a chance to win a little bit of money. Shit, even $10 wouldn't be bad. And then uh, Konofsky Ortega. You've got Ortega. Ortega. Um, I think the only one we didn't agree on was. Uh, I have. Or I, did we agree straight across the board? No, I had Lawler over uh, Diaz. Okay, okay, that'll be the t- determining. Yeah. I believe you won the Pick'em Challenge last month. I did win the Pick'em Challenge last month, but that's okay. Um, if I'll, I'll, I'll take it this, back, I'll get it back. <laughs> if you're listening to this. Make sure to make your picks. Uh, you can submit them in the comments. Let us know what you think. I will have my picks posted on Twitter, Fight Night Phil. 
And you can check out, don't forget, Fight Night Film merch is available at our Redbubble store. Um, Phil, you're a baseball fan as well. Oh, yes, huge. Um, you know that we're coming down to playoff time. Uh, my Toronto Blue Jays are in a bit of uh, turmoil right now in terms of some drama that occurred. Kevin Kiermeyer of the Rays slid into home and was called out. And Alexander Kirk lost his play calling card from their sleeve, their little um, like cheat sheet okay. every team has. Kiermaier picked it up and he brought it back to the Rays dugout. And he gave it to their equipment guy. And then the Jays asked for it back and the Rays said no. And then last night when the Rays were winning up 7-1 in the eighth, um, I think it was Ryan Barucki plunked Kiermaier in the back. Just a little casual 94 um, in the back. Kiermaier was a little bit all over the place on this one. I'll tell you, he like, at first he was like, I thought it could have been mine and I picked it up and he's like, I didn't even read it, but you know, I knew it wasn't mine after like, you, you know what I mean? He's yeah, yeah, yeah. fourth and he clearly knew what he was doing. Um, so it, this has renewed the talk of uh, like, I won't call it cheating, but dishonesty in baseball. He's always um, cheating in baseball. But... Well, I, this is my, so I don't, I'm a Jays fan, but I don't have a problem with what he did. I don't even have a problem with them throwing at him. I think that that's fair game in baseball. That is what it is. But um, I think that um, it is interesting that people get very upset when someone tries to gain a competitive advantage. I just wanted to know, I know like this is probably the first year hearing about it because we're in uh, Jay's wildcard race right now. We're like, they're in the thick of it and, competing for that final playoff spot. The Yankees are faltering. The Red Sox are kind of in that same mix. The Rays just clinched um, their playoff berth, I think. So it's it's coming down to the wire. We're down the last, I think, 10 games now. So what do you think about that uh, kind of incident where someone clearly doesn't know, like even if he does know that it's there, if it falls out, is, is that not fair game? I'm picking it up and I'm taking it back and handing it to coach. <laughs> I mean, right? oh, 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 it looks like mine. Why not? I mean, don't, it happens all the time. I don't understand. It happens in little league all those. the way up to the pros. I yeah. mean, it's not going to change. No, I don't understand. I have no problem with it. it. I like, why are people so. People get very, I mean, and I mean very upset. What's again? Okay, so they knew that they had it, so they had time to change it. Yes, they did. So, and I'm, I'm guaranteed they changed it before the next game. It changes game to game anyway. So, that's why I get upset. Uh, Were I, they losing that game when no. he picked it up? No, the Jays won that game. So, and and the best part is Kiermaier went 0 for 6 in the series, so. <laughs> then there's nothing to argue about. No, no, there isn't. But uh, SI has done a piece on it, and <laughs> baseball Twitter is ablaze with people talking about uh, the new. Uh, I'm using air quotes here, cheating yeah, yeah. handle because I don't believe it's cheating. Although I don't love it. Like, yeah, should he have not picked it up? Maybe, but like, if you well, at that time he's, my, I mean, who knows? If you're disoriented. You're coming playing. You think it's yours for a minute. Yeah. Realize it's not yours, but are you going to turn around and give it back? No. I'm not going to turn around. And give I can't it back. imagine um, 
the Yankees playing the Red Sox and a Yankee player going over to the Red Sox bench and being like, hey, man, I accidentally uh, took your uh, play call card. Here you go. <laughs> I just I can't imagine it. Oh, no, they'll all be studying that thing in, in a corner, passing it around. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I don't blame them. I, I don't blame them for a minute. I think they would have to. So uh, it's it's really interesting to see. I know that uh, it's not been a great season for your Tigers, but lots of young. I like this team. Coming. This team is showing promise. They fight. They're scrappy. The farm system is finally. We haven't traded everything. We're finally getting back from that win it all when we couldn't win it all. We had the Verlanders and the Scherzers. Ah, we got Casey Mice. We still haven't seen Torkelson, Riley Green. I mean, we'll see those guys, not April, because I believe we'll see them in May. Yeah. A little later next year, just because of their service time. I mean, if we start them off right away, we lose that year. We wait till yeah. May, we get a full another year under their rookie contract. So Definitely. I want to see them now, but. I'll, I'll wait till till May. Hopefully next year we can at least push into the playoffs. I mean, the new manager. I know everybody. Oh, he's from Houston. Oh, blah blah blah. I, whatever. As a Jets fan, <laughs> we have George Springer, and I can't tell you how much I love that guy. <laughs> I don't. Oh. From Houston, I don't care. I'm an AJ Hinch fan. Yeah, I, I like the guy. Yeah. He's building a young team here. Hopefully, so what is the uh, contender? What's the Fight Night Phil Twitter handle so that people can find your bets? Uh, at Fight Night Phil. So follow along at Fight Night Phil. Uh, tweet them during the bouts. Let them know what you think about our picks. Phil, thanks so much for doing this. Yeah, thanks, Dave. Thanks for having me on again. And that does it for this week's episode of the Armchair Commentary. I'd like to thank Phil Borg for taking some time out of his day to talk UFC 266. Make your picks, let us know what you think in the comments, or share us on social media. We're at Armchair Commentary, at Armchair Common 2, on Instagram and Twitter. It has been a wacky week in the world of sports. Can't wait to do it again next week. Thanks for listening.